Hello and welcome to Intermediate Studies, a podcast on originality, where we, where every week we watch, love and talk about an episode of the greatest TV show of all time, Community. I'm your host Mike and today I'm joined by Reese, Sammy and continuing to watch you for the very first time, Jack. Today we'll be talking about football feminism and you in which Jeff talks Troy into playing for the college's football team, sparking Annie's anger and Pierce helps the Dean come up with a new mascot as Britta tries to become Shirley's bathroom friend. Uh, let's let's go again, see what everyone just thinks of the episode first of all, because it's another one that I, I personally love. Uh, Jack? I would say it again. Uh, it's even better than the previous episode, but uh, at this point I think you know the show's just consistently excellent. Um, there's lots of character building moments uh, for Troy, Annie, Britta and Jeff. Um, Abed wasn't in this one, which is a big sad, but yeah, very good uh, episode. Loved it. I'm saying this is my favourite episode yet, but that's mainly because it's about as funny as the last few have been because they've figured out the humour at this point, but this one's got Troy in the A plot and that's that's all you need to win me over. <laughs> what do you think, Sammy? Oh, I'm going to get booed for this. I think it's probably my least favourite episode so far. Um, again, I don't think it's bad. I'm just not bothered by most of it. Like, there are some good moments in it, some funny moments. Um, like, it makes sense for it to be there in terms of, like, the character development and stuff. But, uh, I yeah, I'm just... Eh. I'm, I'm so uh, just sort of eh on the whole episode. What, what about you, Reese? Well, uh, I'm pretty confident in saying that... Well, I don't actually know Jack, but I'm confident in saying that I'm probably the biggest sports fan out of us. Like, I'm a... Jack, are you are you a sports person? Oh, Jack loves his loves his sport. Jack, Don't you, Jack, a big old no. loves the exercise. <laughs> yeah. And so, so you know, I, I I watch rugby, I watch football, I watch cricket, I play cricket, I watch any sport I can. And so, for for them finally to have a Troy centric NFL uh, American football episode, I thought um, it would connect to me. Uh, sadly, it didn't do it quite as well as I thought because. The B plot for me is my least favorite. It's one of my least favorite things in community ever, the bathroom stuff. But I do enjoy anything to do with sport. And so I think it's two parts good, one part bad this, because the mascot stuff is hilarious. As the well. mascot stuff is incredible. So um, two so two of us think it's the best. One of us thinks it's the worst. And one of us is like, yeah, it's, it's, it's two right. thirds good. Can we all at least be in agreement that this episode starts with one of Pierce's greatest lines in the entire show? And yes, that is, we in, can in my all opinion, agree. there's only one black hole worth studying. And then he goes on to explain that quote. And it has the density of 15, stu- dif- density of 15 suns, just like my wiener. <laughs> And I, you can tell that they're all waiting for it. You can tell that Shirley is pleasantly surprised by it, and then Jeff, but Jeff and Pierce, uh, Jeff and uh, Britta are just like, wait for it, wait for it. Yep, there it is. There it is. <laughs> wait, wasn't that? I see. I I perceive that as him being creepy towards Shirley again. I was actually very concerned about where it was actually going to go, because um, I mean, if you think about the line, only one black hole worth investigating particularly yeah. what, what he was like in the first few episodes and what he does eventually in latter episodes. Um, I felt, I felt, I, I didn't laugh at that line. I'm sorry. I just couldn't. I thought it was a bit too much for me. I, um, I think it, it almost seems like it's going to be creepy towards Shirley, but then it turns out that it's just so it can lead up to just like Marwina. <laughs> I just think it's a great line delivery. It's probably worth mentioning 
my biggest problem with this episode, which is, of course, the bathroom stuff, but mainly because the, the, the episode title is Football, Feminism and You. And I have a sneaking suspicion and a worrying suspicion that at this point of writing, Dan Harmon's view on feminism was um, girls pretending to say nice things towards another so they're supportive. And I'm not sure whether that's a very healthy take on the subject. And I'm, I hate the bathroom stuff. I don't know. I, I can't tell if it's relatable or not, obviously. But I, I just don't feel like it's a, I don't feel like it's funny. I don't feel like it's constructive. And it's another one in the Shirley is actually a terrible person while being smiley. Well, Shirley makes Britta feeling bad for not supporting her, but Britta's just trying to be honest about who she is. Britta opens up to Shirley and Shirley's like, that's not the kind of openness I want. And then just excludes her. Like, Shirley's a terrible person. I think what that plotline needed was for both characters to realise that they were being slightly wrong. Because mm. um, Britta realised that yeah, she was being too cold towards what Shirley yeah. was saying, so she turns around. But I do think that plotline needs but Shirley, Shirley to well, go come hey, back the other way as well. Yeah, Shirley yeah. needs to go, hey, look, I appreciate you opening up because they're your views and they're just as valid as all of all of my stuff. And, you know, if he, that other guy, had his blinkers on too, you know... Maybe you were at fault, you know. Good friends will call each other out on that. And they're not just like a series of yes men. I do think it's a relatable issue as well, though, because it's it's a very common balance in life of do you be honest or do you be nice? And sometimes sometimes they can be the opposite, you know, and sometimes they can be the same. And so but what I took away from this is, is that it's always better to be nice than honest when when that's really not the case, because. I know she was trying to, yeah, because she's trying to support Annie in the end. But you know, when when um, when Shirley says she went through her ordeal in the morning of what what was it like? The the guy had his blinkers on, and it's like, well, maybe you were in the wrong. And what? So it's you're not being nice if you if you include the possibility that perhaps you're not always right, Shirley. But I, I'm with you, Reese. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the bathroom plotline. I. I think it is a bit boring, but I don't. It doesn't detract from this still being my favorite episode no. so far, mainly because there's it's not much. Sort of it. three very short scenes. Yeah, I was surprised when I was watching it this time. Uh, I there was the conclusion to that storyline, and then I thought to myself, "Oh, we at the end of the episode already." Then I realized I think there was about six minutes left, so it's wrapped up really quickly. So it doesn't really detract too much from the episode, mainly because the mascot stuff and the football stuff are so amazing. <laughs> That they boost this episode massively for me. I'm just reading my notes from it, and I like I, I read lines from it, and I'm at, I'm like I'm laughing like Yoko Ono much. Yeah. <laughs> Bros um, before hoes, am I right? <laughs> like the Dean gets some great some great lines of it. It's just the Dean, Jeff, Pierce, Troy, all just interacting and being great in this one. Like um, there's so many just little moments that Troy has that are just hilarious. Like when they're by the vending machine and Jeff's like you'd be surprised how many of your favourite football players started out at community college like who name your favourite player me whoa <laughs> well that I think well I think that delves into something that happens to a lot of people who play sport in school where just because you're good at it and you were forced to play it in school doesn't mean that you're actually a fan of it I mean I, I don't know I, I know I know 
this it probably plays into Troy's self-centered nature. Whereas where I perceive it as well is maybe he doesn't actually know many NFL footballers. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's yes, he's good at football. Yes, he's very he's a very he was a star quarterback, but maybe he just doesn't he doesn't and you know he doesn't like professional football. He doesn't want to go into it. That's why he did the keg flip. Yeah. Um. That you know because because although he enjoys playing, he look he, maybe he looks at the NFL and the men that never really got into it and thought that's not my future. That's um, a because he wa- really good remember, way of looking at that. Remember because remember because he he want. In the future, we learn that he wants to he wants to be paid for looking like he's doing stuff, and you can't do that when you're playing a, when you're quarterback for an NFL team because you have to actually do stuff. Yeah, well, he's very emotionally intelligent, isn't he, Troy? Like yeah. he really, although he's very um, sort of is bashful the right word in like a lot of scenes. Like he just seems like the sort of stupid, sort of silly one who doesn't really get it. In terms of himself, he really does understand, like who he is, how he's feeling, why he's feeling it. Like, he really didn't want to go off and be a football player. So he stopped. Like, he made that choice. And then by the end of the episode, I like the fact that he comes to his own conclusion. He's not manipulated by Jeff or Annie or anyone else. He realises, he's like, no, look, I can yeah. just play for it yeah, for fun. I, like I don't have to take it, it seriously. Yeah. Like, these guys all suck. I can still be the best, but it doesn't matter anymore. That's, I like that's, I like that moment a lot. It's why sort of... I love the football plot line in this episode. It's it's not just hilarious because it's got Donald Glover being Donald Glover being hilarious. It's also just got loads of character development for Troy, who at this point has been the probably most shallow surface level character in the show. Well, he was been. Then this episode, jock, he finally gets he? some proper stuff, and we see that no, he's not the stupid jock that we thought he was. He's just stupid. Well, it's, it's funny how, um, with like the after Jeff sort of talks him into it, he sort of reverts back to it a bit in that canteen. <laughs> with his own oh, scene. That politically, politically incorrect, conservative, uh, socially outdated fight. Flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a. I, I really like the politically Bing insensitive bong, chart. Sing along. Your team's Al Gore because your views are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one of that. That that's the only line from that rap I wrote down. Down. <laughs> no, it's but so I think Troy's plotline is the football one is the strongest of the season for me um, uh, because I know it's the strongest it's the strongest single character plot line because you really you really get to know the old Troy and then you see him scene by scene and change into the new Troy and it I, we haven't seen him change like that before I know we've had him with the sneeze and we've had him with our bed last episode where you know he plays with our bed a bit here he's not mean at all like yeah. when he's doing the chant, he's not mean towards Annie. No, but he, he is running he through the school, taking people's just... milkshakes, knocking their books around, and acting yeah, like but... the classic jock character. Like in he's that yeah, moment, I'm imagining that that's... because that's who he was. Yeah, also, this he wasn't ha- a also... nice person before. If that's how he was yeah. acting, and this one is we- this episode's weird because I think it's the... for me it's the only time when Jeff is a fa- father figure towards Troy. Because as soon as Annie becomes a, a romantic possibility for Jeff, he becomes a, a Troy becomes a rival, and you see it in this. Right, he he gives um, he gives Troy the advice, and then I think from now on, as soon as like Annie and and Jeff have that connection at the end of the episode, which gets which you see again in uh, dating one hundred nine, debating one hundred nine, um, you see that 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 the the Jeff being a father figure towards. Uh, Troy completely gets dropped because, you know, I, he, I, he's, now, he's now a rival. 
Yeah, um, I do admit though that it is weird seeing an episode of Annie having a crush on Troy because that gets dropped oh. so quickly that I always forget it was even there. And then I watch the episode and I'm like, oh, that's really weird. Yeah. Well, it's because, it, again, it, it's what the series is about is it's about these characters moving away from their previous life. And Annie, Annie and Troy's previous life was one... She, she was gagging over Troy for And he was years. ignoring her. Yeah. And he was ignoring her. And now that they're in the same study group and they interact a lot, she doesn't want to lose that. Yeah. Um, and it's the case of this time it's Annie who's being quite manipulative because she's she doesn't seem to really care whether Troy yeah. does well with his astronomy. She just knows that's the thing he should be doing because that's one that gets him to spend more time with her. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's, it goes back to what we were saying in the last episode. These characters, they're all quite selfish. They're all still doing stuff for themselves. Yeah. And it's it's breaking down the stereotypes. Um. Yes, Annie, Annie comes across initially as this hard-working... Uh, high achieving person but as jeff says she thinks benjamin button is a compelling film and so that yeah and so that completely blows that stereotype because i know people who are who are like they they sell themselves as better than everyone else they're dicks you know they're yeah. dicks and and for me you know benjamin button is a very surface level film like if you find that compelling Go and watch a proper film. Come on. <laughs> go watch a proper film. Do you know what I mean? Like, go deeper than the surface. Yeah, that, I, I, I really like that that line. Um, um, there's another line very early on before it, going back to Troy just being himself. And it's it's a line that... Is, this is the first time I've ever noticed it, and it made me chuckle because of something that happens later on. And it's when they've had the interaction with the dean in the study room, which is great. We'll get back to that. And then Jeff takes him aside and says, um, do you know what I was thinking when I was when the dean was talking to us? Yeah, that dude looks like Moby. He does look like Moby, and that pays off Have you never too. noticed that before? <laughs> no. Um, but that pays off massively later. They get Jim Rash in How I Met Your Mother to play a guy that they all no. think is Moby. That's and not then, Jim Rash in How I Met Your Mother. Is it, is it not? That plays, no, that's the guy that plays the fake Moby later on in Community. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> and now Jack's thinking, there's a fake Dean? What? What is this show going to be? <laughs> also, there's a, there, is a, there is another future reference where uh, the the skin colour um, scale is from seal to seal's teeth. <laughs> seal to seal's which, um, teeth. Oh, yeah. And, so, and we get a big so seal a fu- moment later. A f- yeah, a future scene makes complete sense now why he would choose that song. <laughs> I think, yeah. well, what is it? Um, what coffee would you like? Uh, a Desmond Tutu with a dash of... Uh, oh, with oh, enough cream to make it a Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> what a, I mean, I mean we've, we've solved racism. Yeah, but it's, classifying that, everyone as, yeah. as a, as a, as a certain skin colour. Yeah, it's such a good point of, look at Pierce thinking he solved racism <laughs> by being massively racist. Like he's being so awful, <laughs> but he thinks I do, he's I do like it. the human being, and I like the, f- I like the, f- I like the fact that in later episodes you can just see him running around in the background. This really creepy slender man without his <laughs> suit. Uh... What did What did you think of the human being, Jack? As the first sight of Greendale's mascot. Well, that that sort of like white, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, and he can't talk. He can't and, talk. Like, he just he sounds like he's in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that we well, first like, see him straight like... after the line of enjoying Greendale isn't going to kill me. 
and then this thing is <laughs> <laughs> like a murderer. <laughs> What I love about it though is like it has apps they spent the whole time trying to like figure out the like most racially neutral sort of like platform Thing. for their mascot and then it just ends up being like white nothing it was yeah, just it's yeah. not even yeah. nothing cuz it's white yeah, it's completely white <laughs> going back to earlier when the first thing the dean said was we're not the greendale whites and then they made the human being <laughs> It's like, you could have picked, like, green or something, like, and obviously we don't have green skin, so, like, you just go for, like... I don't green. know, the, the Hulk is disagreeing with you right oh, now. I feel like yeah, he's then, also a then, fictional character. <laughs> and then and then another great line is, uh, we were going to call them the Grizzlies, but a lot of these people have been called animals. <laughs> animals <at all. laughs> I, th- there's one part of that plot line that I really wish we'd got to see. And I know it would kind of ruin the joke, but it's the sort of thing I'm surprised we never even got to see any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and that's the Falcon with a gun, and they turn it around. Oh, it's a Falcon with an erection. Like, what is that drawing? <laughs> Another bit I liked um, was uh, a little bit near the start. Uh, there was They were in a classroom. Um, it looked like chemistry or something uh, with a new character i don't know oh, if she's yeah, gonna yeah. turn up again no, no, we never but, see, her see again. that's the thing because when we were watching the other ones i was like oh this is the start of like you know chang or duncan or the dean <laughs> and now in this one you're like looking at all the background characters going oh, i can't wait to see her again and we're just thinking nah she's just a she was just a standard <laughs> professor you know <laughs> oh, that was quite a job that was a fun funny uh, moment though where she's like Where's uh, where's you guys? Who's got the phone? Oh, it's me. And then she's like, <laughs> "Have any of you guys got have a, pen? a pen? How could you guys not bring a pen?" And it's just sort of like you've got all those notes on the board. You're holding a bit of chalk in your hand. <laughs> oh yeah. Is this a Russo brothers episode? Oh, uh, no. it's Joe Russo. It is Joe Russo. Ah, so um, not the uh, not the only time he had directed Falcon with a gun. So <laughs> I just that that actually. Talking about it, just realizing how funny it is, maybe making me think that maybe the Dean and Pierce plotline in this episode might be my favorite one, just because it's hilarious and it introduces the human being. And it's more. I don't think it's a combo. As much as I love Troy, I just it's hard to get funnier than that one. And I think uh, Pierce and the Dean is a combo that's I think one of the rarest ones. I'm trying to think if we ever get it again. Well, they sort of Just bounce off two. each other weirdly because the Dean, and it becomes more obvious in later episodes, but like it is pretty sort of apparent in this one. He's so conscientious of trying not to exclude anyone. And Pierce is obviously the the old, out of touch, politically incorrect guy. And they, it's sort of, they shouldn't work on any level at all. They sort of they just click in the fact that Pierce identifies all of the racist elements like Irish chins. Like, <laughs> what's an Irish chin? <laughs> um, the the other part of that plot line that, that I love is, and it's my, my favourite Dean moment so far, and it's when he's blackmailing Jeff. How about I swing by uh, local businesses and drop these off? Law firms? <laughs> lawyer? <laughs> offices? Companies? Companies? <laughs> legal? Legal gathering? gathering. And, and then he, wi- he winks so. very badly. He's like, like winking like with both eyes and they're both half winks but they're out of sync <laughs> and and um, a great line is oh i can see why you someone used to be a lawyer and then jeff <laughs> high fives it and he's like i can't because, let it ha- i can't let just, it just to get the hand down <laughs> because yeah. you know it's 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 so apparent in these early seasons how much power the dean has over jeff 
Yeah, yeah, and loads. It does, and it does diminish once like the dean's credibility does drop, but then it picks up again because Jeff becomes dependent on the dean again. You I say think that, the dean's credibility their... like he had some, but his first scene is him forgetting his cue cards and saying, "Well, good luck." <laughs> no, but what, <laughs> but hang he's on, still he has... got power. But he, it, hang on, he, yeah, 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 he, he has does. credibility right now. But that's not the same as credibility. <laughs> he he does have credibility because he turns up. They ask him to do something, and he he, uh, he does establish the football team in the end. Come on, they that is a pep, the pep rally does happen. So I think yeah, he, he it, does have some everything. He does have some he does have some authority in this episode. But that everything he wants to happen goes ahead. Exactly, and, and he manages to create a new a new mascot. He gets Troy to play football. Troy's happy playing football. In fact, I'm I'm disappointed that maybe just for me because I like. American football that we didn't get like a football episode and i know that i know that, that i know that's because this is this series is trying to um subvert expectations like you're not going to have a typical high school drama and yeah we've seen harry potter every every yeah. blinking harry potter film has a quidditch scene every book has a boring quidditch scene but i don't know i personally i, I think it would have been cool to actually see him play football and i wonder if he actually threw i wonder if he actually threw that football that far or whether that was oh, well, not to do that <laughs> Yeah, it's that's, weird that's that a big we, arm. It, you are right although it is like about sort of subverting the expectations and like if this was a standard show it might be like you know you get a season of troy being a football player and then like the finale is like oh we got to beat off um the rival c- community college and like you tie that in uh, as, city like, college um but like it's weird that we don't get it's basically from here on now i think it's basically dropped isn't it he's Football it, is no he longer mentions an it a element. few times, but that's it's, because you never at the see end of the episode, any element of it. He doesn't go off to the pep end of the rallies episode, or anything. He realised that the football isn't the big thing anymore. It's now just something he's doing because he enjoys it and it makes him feel it's good. And there's no but pressure. But it's so weird it's that hobby. we don't see he, any of he does it any time. He mentions it a few times. I can think um, of we just one don't see time. It. Yeah, it's a very relatable relation to sport for me. Said I, I still play cricket. I'm not very good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good enough to play cricket weekly, but it's not something I'm, I would ever get paid to do, and it's not something that, yeah, maybe when I was like, uh, tw- eleven, twelve, thirteen, I thought if I was good enough, I'd happily play cricket professionally. But obviously, that never happened, and so I'm more than happy to play it as a sport because I really enjoy it, and I, and I like the fact that because in all these, in a lot of um, university films, college films, high school films, the pressure is you have to be the best of the best on the field and you have to be the best of the best and it's about winning and blah de blah And it's just like, well, no, because you're turning up. Um, yeah, it's, for me, it's the same as watching a film or uh, maybe someone drawing a picture. You know, it's a hobby, you know, at the end of the day. And if you're enjoying it, that's what matters. And I love the fact that even though we see Troy get up to all these antics and I'm, I'm so happy that all these characters have other people to fall back on outside of the show, because if you ever question their sanity, you just got to remember it's not like this every day for them. They do other things. They have other friends. I'm not sure Troy does at this point though, because I think I think he's probably moved away from a lot of the friends he had in high school because they probably only loved him because he was popular quarterback dude. And he's not because I think if he still had those friends, he would still he's be playing football now. He would so still be the version of himself that he was. Yeah, but During he's playing football now, so he's got he's got the he's got a different set of friends. Oh, yeah, he's got new friends now. Isn't he's got Bill, gingerhead student. Yeah, isn't there we a have scene feelings, where they discuss that? They discuss that, don't they? And the fact that he was only had friends because he was the popular kid. Yeah, I think that's that. I think Annie has that conversation with him um, when he's like reverted back. And Jeff builds on it later, where he's like, "Look, he didn't need you in you know 
high school, but he needs you now because he doesn't have anyone else to sort of cling on to in a way. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I like a lot. I think for me, this episode comes out individually. I like a lot of the gags, a lot of the jokes. Um, the human being plotline is, for me, the strongest part of it. Like, the Troy, the football plotline here doesn't do much for me but i can appreciate the individual parts of it i'm just not bothered watching it i think there's one big thing that this episode suffers from for me and i can't hold it against the episode itself because i think it's probably the studio's fault and that's that i think it's i think it's definitely supposed to be earlier because it's a massive dean episode it's the first time the pierce it's the first time Pierce seems to know who the Dean is, because when the Dean comes in, he doesn't know, which is weird because they've been there for months at this point. Um, Arbed says, no, it's, it's been months. Um, Arbed says that he leaned pretty hard on the film gimmick last week, which he didn't at this point in the show. In the last no. episode, it's like reset. we saw the human being poster. I think it's very clear that this is supposed to be episode four after introduction to film, yeah. because I think this episode would fit in much better there, because that feels... This is because it's weird that you reach episode six and you're like, oh, why are we only just really being introduced to who Troy is? I feel like that should be coming earlier on. To so be I think fair, this should probably be episode four. To be fair, I think you said there's what, like 130 something episodes? So 110. 110. And we're on episode six and we're meeting, you know, there are six main, six or seven main characters. So as long as by halfway through season one i think if you have a pretty good grasp on who each of them are quite intimately it doesn't matter if it takes a little bit longer but he's troy and i want more of him all the time yeah i know you do (laughs) i know you do buddy it's okay it's okay um can you see jack at this point why troy's my favorite or do you think he's not quite there yet well like you say this is like the first proper episode of um the first big troy centric being a um, yeah like a main sort of center stage character um i did like it uh um uh, i yeah i can see it um i do feel he needs a bit more development because you can kind of see it like midway through the episode he does develop and then sort of revert back so he's sort of like seems a bit more um reserved and then he becomes very eccentric and excited about the football again and then i think i imagine well like you get that scene between Jeff and Troy um, just before he's going in, and it's quite touching um, about him saying that he's he's only doing it for fun, and he reveals you know the reason he um, uh, sort of had the accident was due to intentional reasons, and he didn't want to play professional. Yeah, I feel that it does go to show what kind of character he will become, but I've just not seen enough of him yet to really get a firm grasp on who he is. I think. Speaking of character, I know. Troy, you've said we haven't got really the firm grasp yet. And I know we asked you this a few episodes ago, but I think it's it's easier to ask now, especially after these two episodes, because everyone gets so much more focus. At this point, who would you be leaning towards as your favourite? Oh, it's so hard because they're all really good characters, but um, I just really like Annie. Yes! <laughs> I d- yes, yes, yes. I just... I don't know, it's because I was like the 
the sort of weird nerd kid at school as well. Did, you ever, to her did you ever jump out <laughs> of a bush and shout, aha, Jack, <laughs> Jack, I, I went to school with you. I, I don't see you as an Annie. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we went to school together since... We didn't, we didn't go to any of the same classes. Though, um, so. We had a few, but like, we, I've known you since year two or like year three or something. So that's like nearly 10, 11, what, 12 years or something. I've n- well, it's probably, you know, I'm not a carbon copy of Annie, well, no, obviously. I think you're more but... of a Duncan. <laughs> 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 and I do mean that as a compliment, by the way. I'm going to put a little How? asterisk in there. I... How is that a compliment? <laughs> I have never seen Jack as a Duncan. Uh... Well, you're British, so that's one. That's one uh, qualifying factor for that. Uh... Yeah, no, never. <laughs> Who's... That's... Why? Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. You can't leave that there, Sammy. Sammy. Why does he remind you of Duncan? I'm extremely curious. I just think so. Like you really like your tea. You really like your. I don't know. The way you. Again, the way you. The way you. Speak, you also like your tea. Like your mannerisms just remind me of him, even if you're not uh, a snivelling drunk in a community college. <laughs> it's not. The... I well. I can be a little bit condescending at times, um, and I feel like Duncan can be very condescending in like a humorous way. So it might be that. Mm. Well, I, I, I personally relate the most to two characters really. One is Annie because I, I, I am a, I was, I've always been a tryhard. Like any, any, I, I, anything like extracurricular, of course I'd go for it because I'm like, well, why wouldn't you? It's there even though other people go, why are you bothering that? Um, and, yeah, she puts a real passion into everything she does, no matter how small it is. And that's how I, that's how I do everything I do, you know, even if it doesn't matter um, in the end. It's just as long as you put the effort in. And, yeah, you know, when, I, when I was doing society stuff in uni, you know, it didn't matter how rubbish it was going to be. I was trying my best to make it enjoyable. And I feel that Annie does that a lot. And also Arbed, because he makes weird references all the time and people look at him weird, funny for doing it. And that's exactly what I was like in in in, um, in school. Like, you know, if someone even mentioned, if I hit the word Star Wars, I'd be, I just start quoting it, <laughs> going into like canon and lore and stuff. And people like, go I, away. This is weird. <laughs> I think that's something that's so amazing about the show, even this early on, though, is that the characters feel so real that everyone at this point already has at least one character they can see themselves in. Mm. All extreme stereotypes, though, right? Well, they start so there. are going to be, like, yeah. bits and pieces but, of all of them. They all start as stereotypes and slowly, I think, get broken down yeah. to real people. And I, I think the show's doing that really well at this point. So it's, it's important. To, I mean, you think of someone like Friends, right? Uh, and my favourite show and, that I've definitely and, seen. And, well, no, no, and, and even Big Bang Theory. Every character, as he said, is, is they're their own character. They all represent a certain, like, a certain emotion Tro- or, a certain, or a certain trope, but, but like, times 100. So you look at Chandler, he's in, his insecurity times 100. Um, Ross, Ross is, Ross is creepy times 100. Monica is um, obsessive and obsessive times 100. You know, it, it, do, do but, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but um, they never, um, shows like... Friends, but they never especially, develop. Especially, yeah, especially they never develop Big Bang it. Theory. They just don't break it down. They get the yeah. cliche and then they just build on top of the cliche. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Community goes the other way. 
so I, I goes don't, down I don't, from it. I don't like to criticise Big Bang Theory because I, I do think that the first... Five seasons. Up until like five, six seasons. And then I, I, I don't even argue the last two seasons are still pretty good. But I said it's very one dimensional. And when, and as soon as they dropped, like as soon as they went, they, they changed the character dynamics on it. So when they went away from like Sheldon and Leonard, because because their characters were so weak, it didn't really hold up. And the only thing yeah. that was good about and you know, the, the, the chemistry that Jim Parsons and whoever played Leonard did, they were, yeah, they were Len- fantastic together. Because they were funny together, but whereas in this show, you already can take characters and put them with other characters. You can take any two characters. They click. Yeah, and they click. Do you know what I mean? Because they because because they're so well written. You don't need the substance. Yeah, and they're not just their cliches, and that's their whole character. Because it would have been really easy to make this a lazy show where you put everyone as their cliche, and then you just do that for twenty-two episodes a season, then you leave it there. They have to go more than that, or you won't care. Go, going back to, to the Significantly Better Show community, I want to do standout moments for this episode, just because just I, I think it's it's not one... It's another one like the last episode, where it's hard to pick a standout moment, because I think the whole thing is just non-stop very funny. But I'm going to go first, because there's one scene that I think everyone is everyone is going to pick, everyone is going to pick, and I want to get it in there first. And that's... Jeff and Troy on the football field when he gets really excited to go check out the Thunderdome and then you switch to it and it's awful. The linebacker's a pregnant woman. There's no dome and there's no thunder. And then you get the racism exchange, which is just hilarious. Um, and then you get the the emotional part of it with him convincing him to do it. And then you end it with another iconic bit of you're a football pl- you're a football player and your name begins with T. Your name <laughs> begins with T. <laughs> and he breathes in, doesn't he? Yeah. Breathes in. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's such that, a great scene. And I, I, it's the easy standout of this episode for me, because it's just hilarious. Yeah, what, what about sta- you, Reese? It's not sorry, it's not my standout, but on that scene it again it just epitomizes everything that I know about sports culture. Whereas <laughs> Uh, and like Jeff, Jeff, because it's so simplistic, you know, Jeff can easily tap into it. He doesn't yeah. have to try hard. You just um, go for no, T-Bone and it's going to guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, my favorite scene is when Annie confronts Jeff about trying to get Troy to play football because it has, it, you know, it has a good where, good bit where Annie's going, oh, you're doing this for selfish reasons. And Jeff goes, yeah, but you're also doing this for selfish reasons. And they both grow together. I think two two of the biggest changes from season one to season six for me are Annie and Jeff. They both, although they both are like, they they are both well driven. You know, whatever Jeff says, he is well driven to becoming a lawyer again. They're high achieving. He wants to become a lawyer again. You know, that's how that's his, that, that's quite a high achieving thing to do. But they and they they start off as being quite se- like doing everything to be quite selfish, and then they become selfless eventually, in my opinion. But but. And so when so when they hit each when they bounce off each other is is um, it it really works and and I I I I said this um, for the first time I watched it Annie and Jeff should have ended up together I don't care that they I think they're perfect for each other I, I don't know why they didn't end up don't with each I other. don't think they're leaning towards that at this point yet though I, I but you can see you, it, you've got you the tiny bit of Milady Malord but I think it's still just friends at this point yeah so that 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 scene also has a great line in it which was. A profound but technically meaningless 
Uh, I disagree with you, Mike, about them not leaning into it just yet because Meg, who's not seen any of the show, came in as that bit was playing the end bit whilst they sort of reconciled just before going into the um, the sports thing. And she turned to me and said, they end up together. And she wouldn't take no for an answer, even though they don't. <laughs> it's all like, she was like, no, you're lying just to make me watch yeah. the show. And I was just like, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> but like, she came in, saw like two minutes of community and was like, they end up together. So, well, oh, what, that's what sold me, well, what sold me about it in this episode is that, yes, they acknowledge in the end that, yeah, they were both wrong, but he was more wrong because he felt, he felt bad about making her cry. And I thought, yeah, that, that's, a, yeah. That, although yeah, he was being his normal witty self. And then, but he didn't see think about how someone. it would affect it. He can see that it could see it hurt someone. And he, and, and I don't think that he, even though he did it to Britta a couple of episodes ago, I don't think he actually apologized to Britta. Whereas in this one, he did actually apologize. So that's why I think that he, I think he definitely cares more about Annie than anyone else in the group. And that's just, that's just me watching but it it's also, already. It's also a good point of both the characters still realizing that they were in the wrong, which yeah. I think is really good for, to not end it with, yes, it's a black and white, this is good, this is bad case, that maybe they were both wrong. It's why I really like Annie, because in the previous... Is it... I don't know if it's in the previous... Was this the football feminism one? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, Shirley is being manipulative towards Britta, doesn't get called out for it, doesn't apologise, doesn't grow. But Annie, even whilst they have that initial confrontation... Yes, she's sad and she's upset. And yes, because Jeff goes a little bit too far. But she also realises he is also right. She is being selfish. And she takes responsibility for that and decides to support Troy doing whatever he wants to do. It's not about her trying to hog him. And I think that's the key difference where they are all being quite manipulative in these early episodes. But some of the characters learn from it and some of them don't. Um, what... What is your standout moment this episode, Sammy? One, one standout moment <laughs> only. Guys, that was that was episodes ago. I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> similar to Reese, but it's it's purely one line at the start of that exchange where Jeff turns to her and says, "I'm not having a conversation with someone who just emerged from a bush." <laughs> and like the <laughs> the delivery of that, like I, I I had Reese's reaction to that. I just I cackled for like. A minute, and then I had to rewind the episode <laughs> line. so I could like listen to the rest of it. Um, I know and that's such an important scene as well, and it starts with a line that had that's so funny. You kind of ignore the few lines after it, uh, and I like it's not really a moment, but I like the foreshadowing to the pottery class uh, later yeah. on in the season because it's a, that's a really good episode. Oh yeah, I yes, I out communityed Mike. Boom. Oh, my secret. Look, Sammy took two moments. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what's funny? That was my moment. No, it wasn't. <laughs> what, what is your moment, Jack? Oh, well, uh, specifically the scene where Troy throws the American football, turns around, and hits the guy. <laughs> um, and I think that goes to show, you know, like he's unconsciously good at that sport. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if he was, like, aiming for them. Probably not. He just threw it, and he's so good that he could just nail someone from that far by well, just the fact that someone else ball. picked it up as well, and he thought he completed it. Yeah, he, yeah, because yeah, because I think Jeff knew he hit the guy, but by the time <laughs> Troy turned around, the other person picked it up. So Jeff just acted like they caught it to convince Troy they had a good team. 
Um, but also, uh, contrary to what all you guys seem to think, I really like the bathroom stuff. Um, yeah, I, Sam is cringing on the uh, Zoom call right now. But That's only because it involves I like Shirley it. and then Sam well, hates Shirley. I, I, yeah, I, I really don't <laughs> well, like Shirley. To, to, okay, well, hang on. To be, fa- to be fair, Jack, we've all, we've all slated it for half an hour. So go on. Go on, go, go go through the bathroom scene and why we like it, and we won't interrupt because let's well, be positive. Well, the the way I see it is, you know, a lot of the time when people have issues, they try and tackle the issues, like they problem solve it, like this is an issue and we need to find a resolution to it. But a lot of the time, people just want to vent and give their emotions off without people scrutinizing their opinions and trying to fix their problems. They just want to just talk. And I think it's a good sort of moment in their relationships between the females of the cast where they just want to sort of chat and vent about boys. And Britta and uh, Annie get that sort of moment. And I just like it. I think it's a nice sort of character building moment and it's not all about problem solving. Yeah, that's true. I suppose, yeah, there's, as I said, I don't hate it. There is some good stuff in there. I just, it doesn't, screen for me especially when the rest of the episode is so good but but I, I can see why why it would be a positive part of the episode for you yeah i mean it's not like a funny you know like full of humor and you know quick laughs or anything like that i just think it's a nice character moment and it's humanizing just, i can see everyone disagreeing <laughs> just, with me on the zoom call through facial expressions <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I because I have because I have the power to. I muted those scenes when I was watching it. I'm oh sorry. wow, that yeah. is not just, as far I just, as I, just, I went. I just watched them. No, I liked I them for what they were. Watched them. Watched them. But waited to get to the next part. Yeah. I, I just I muted. Well, no, I muted the. I muted when they were when in the first time. Um, and I just don't like people being mean to Britta. I just only because uh, only because like her, her character is to is a punching bag basically for other True. people's emotions, and and what's I'm like no I'm, I'm not going to accept it this time no, I'm going to support Britta. Fair I, I've made that I've I, made that stand now. I want to go back to a little bit of positivity to to end today's episode. The end tag, and I want to I want to yeah the end tag because I think it's a great one. But I want to ask because we haven't touched on them as much as we could. What's everyone's favourite end tag so far? Because I think we've got a pretty good collection of them Definitely. Now. Just the one that immediately jumps to mind is where Troy and Arbed are doing the voices for the guys through the glass. and That was going to be mine um, as well. I love that one. They're, they're like making all these, and they think they're getting away with it, and Jeff's just like, I can hear you, you know, and they're like, just, just pretend, to be, pretend to be asleep. Pretend, pretend, pretend to be asleep. And it's just, um, yeah, I just, yeah. I think there are some better ones. Well. Better it's ones just, coming it's up. Hilarious. Better ones coming very up. Charming. But uh... what about you guys, Jack and Reese? What are your favourite end tags so far? You're going to need to remind me what they so all the, are. So we had when episode two. <laughs> episode two, we had the Spanish rap. Episode right. three, we had the crumping. Episode four, it was behind the window. Episode five was the pencils in the mouth. And episode six, that's this one, was the um. Was where they're messing around in the intercom, and the security guards come the crumping in. Crumping one is like awesome. The, the crumping one, one is also very good. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when they're like dancing. Okay, yeah, that's probably my favorite one. I, yeah. I I think they're all equally fine right now because I I'm waiting for them to become existential messes because that's when I like. That's, that's, that's when very I like late, them. though, isn't it? The... Well, 
No, they start. Well, they start to come in like season three, four. But like, my sister hates it when like they start referencing like board games outside the game and all that stuff. You know, or they re- they like pretend that there are other shows as well. My sister hates it, but I actually love it because yeah. like, it's it, it, it's about it's about it's about winding you down for the credits as opposed to if there's a big emotional moment, True. you go away thinking, "Oh my god, blah blah blah." I just I I, I don't. I this early on, I don't find Troy and Arbed together brilliant because they haven't had the connection yet. Oh, that's um, a shame. Well, no, no, no. But as soon as, but, 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 I'm pretty sure the next one will change that because for me, the Halloween one is the first. You mean big next Troy and week, Arbed. our first ten out of ten episode of Community, which I'm well, can't no, wait no. to talk about. For me, well, no, for me, it's the first proper Troy and Arbed episode, and I know we've seen them together in the last episode, but for me, they don't really connect properly until they speak speak to each other in silly voices after which i'm looking forward to right well i suppose we'll get there next week then so all that's left to say this week is goodbye from me and from sammy bye and from reese and from jack you can't see it but i'm, I'm crumped now <laughs> excellent and uh and thank you for listening this has been the big bang theory podcast <laughs>